This is The Law School Show. Discovering the person behind the resume. Bringing you their stories and their tips on how to succeed in your legal career. Catch it all here, right now on The Law School Show. I'm very excited to introduce to you Brooke Longhurst and Diana Robinson, who will speak to you about the First Generation Network and their experiences in law school as a first generation student. Brooke Longhurst is currently attending law school at University of Toronto, and Diana is attending Osgoode Hall Law School. Both of them will be graduating really soon, but they have created such a welcoming community for first-generation students at their respective schools, and I'm excited to learn a bit more about the First Generation Network. I'm going to challenge the two of you to tell us a bit about yourself without talking about the law. Brooke, would you like to start first? I'm somebody who grew up in a rural farming village of fewer than 100 people in Ontario. Um, I'm a family person. I'm newly an aunt. I'm a math aficionado, and I'm an athlete. I played two varsity sports throughout university, um, and I love to be outside and stay active when I can. Perfect. How about you, Diana? Um, So firstly, I am an immigrant to Canada from Jamaica. I've spent most of my life living in Toronto. I went to public school here, was the captain of my cheerleading squad. um, And I've always been very close to my family and my Jamaican heritage. Um, I'm very, very connected to the Jamaican culture. uh, And I love to travel. And I'm a foodie. I know both of you are still studying right now. So if you could sort of share with us uh, what school you're going to and uh, what your experience has been like up to date. How about you, Diana? Let's start with you first. Sure, of course. Uh, So I am enrolled at Osgoode Hall Law School, and um, I've thoroughly enjoyed my law school experience, to be very honest with you. Uh, Don't get me wrong, there are challenges along the way. It can be very overwhelming and stressful uh, as you're studying and trying to find a place to to kind of fit into the law school community. But uh, I'm thankful every day that I get the opportunity to be at Osgoode. I think it's a phenomenal community. I always feel welcome and supported and I'm just always excited for the opportunity to study there. Great, thank you. How about you Brooke? Um, So I, uh, similar to Diana, have really enjoyed my law school experience. I'm at the University of Toronto right now and uh, I did my 1L year at Osgoode so I've had the privilege of being able to experience both institutions and I've absolutely loved both of them. I think that while the days and nights can be long, um, as I approach the end of my second year, I'm learning how short the years are, and I'm excited to be able to just take every opportunity um, and really dive in and make the law school experience what I wanted to be. I think there's room for a lot of initiative at law school, and uh, I'm excited to keep exploring that. Thanks, you two, for entertaining that challenge. You guys did super well for not talking about the law at all in your answers. So let's jump right into it. We get this question a lot from our family, our friends, and different people even in law school. Um, And that question is, what are your career goals? What are you striving for right now? So I was extremely lucky to score a summer position at a firm I absolutely fell in love with during the November interview process. Um, So I'm looking forward to starting off there. And uh, I'm the type of person that likes to uh, build something from the ground up or stay with something uh, for an extended period of time. So my hope is that I would 
remain at that firm and uh, help it grow and see uh, how much further we can take the incredible, incredible work that the firm has already been doing. So like Brooke, I've been extremely fortunate. Uh, I will be um, joining uh, a firm in New York for the summer coming up. And uh, I was able to spend some time at one of the um, big Toronto firms here. So I've been really fortunate in some of the career goals that I had coming into law school. I've, I've been able to, to attain just getting some experience in the legal industry. So right now, I think my major goal is to figure out exactly what area of law I want to practice and, and find a passion for that. I think my approach to everything is to try to be the best I could possibly be at whatever it is I choose. So I'm trying to find that field that I, I'm passionate about so I can one day hopefully be considered an expert in my field. Awesome. We're going to switch gears a little bit and talk a bit about the First Generation Network, which is the main focus of this episode today. And I'm sure our podcast listeners are curious to learn about what and how you define first-generation students, what the network is all about, and how you got started. So first-generation students are students who are the first in their families to attend post-secondary studies, so whether that be university, college, um, or the like. So first-generation students really do come from an array of different racial, religious, cultural backgrounds. So the group is really comprised of students from a very diverse um, uh, makeup really but we connect over challenges that are similar to all of us so whether that be um, financial the lack of having a professional network or other challenges that perhaps other students um, at law school might not face so first generation students really are um, I guess a diverse group of, of students at the same time we share very similar challenges so why do first generation students matter uh, within, I guess, the law school or just university, college uh, in general? Why identify this group? Um, so I think one of the the big reasons uh, why I think that our group is unique compared to uh, other student groups that may seem sort of similar um, is that we really encompass what a lot of other groups are trying to get at insofar as um, individuals that come in without any sort of network that may have their family's emotional support but have generally no professional support um, are really starting from the ground up in a profession that's so much about network building. It's so much about uh, who you know within the business or it seems that way for somebody who's coming into it. Um, and so to enter into an environment that's extremely intimidating where classmates overwhelmingly have parents as lawyers or parents who are uh, running in those circles um, really shows that there needs to be a place and there needs to be a welcoming environment for somebody that's just kind of figuring it out and might feel like they're starting a step behind everybody else in terms of building uh, a career for themselves and building a successful law school experience. Um, so that's done in a couple of different ways. We have uh, professional initiatives, we have some financial initiatives, uh, and just some fun social times, too. Uh, the group of people is incredibly awesome at both schools. So we like to just hang out and uh, spend time with each other sometimes, too. Just to add to that, in terms of um, why first-generation students matter, I think 
these students matter because they bring a unique perspective to the law. Um, and it's a perspective that too often goes underrepresented, right? So these students can relate to the majority of the Canadian population, so who for the most part have not attained post-secondary education. So growing up with, with parents who may not have gone to university or college teaches you a lot and allows you to bring a very different perspective to the things we discuss in law school that um, perhaps our other classmates may not be able to raise uh, in the same way. So it's it's great that first generation students feel like they have a place to be able to to bring a voice to to the things that they see and and the perspectives that they have. Can you tell us uh, a little bit more about the first generation um, at your respective schools? Because I know it sort of started um, at Osgood, I'm assuming, and then it branched out. So if you can clarify that or um, share a bit about what you guys do um, and what events um, you guys have hosted, that would be great. The First Generation Network was something that was originally conceived of um, in December of 2015. I had the privilege of uh, doing a master's um, at a high caliber school prior to entering into law school. And when I was there, I noticed that there was uh, some disconnect with first generation students. And so I was involved in some activism there. Uh, the second that I st stepped foot in law school, I knew that I wanted to uh, see something similar happen at law school. On the second day of my orientation at Osgood, they do a tour of old Osgood Hall at Queen and Spadina downtown. And during that, I met uh, an individual named Chris Pallier, who's, you know, I don't know how they measure top lawyers in Canada, but, you know, he is easily one of the most well-respected, if not the absolute best litigator in Canada. And he was our group's guide for the tour of old Osgood Hall. And during that, he shared a bit of his background and how his parents immigrated from Macedonia um, and how a lot of his lawyering skills were learned by sitting in Osgood Hall back in the days when it served as a court and listening and watching litigators do what they do and sort of picking up on the cues and picking up on what it was that made them great. So I started talking to him and uh, I shared with him that I was hoping to bring first generation activism to uh, Osgood Hall and, you know, potentially... Uh, other schools, and he was extremely supportive. So I gave myself a bit of time to sort of sit on it and become familiar with Osgood. And then uh, in December, um, I just kind of put out a call to see if other students would want to come together to build this up. And um, Diana and two other individuals stepped forward. And so we kind of became the core four of the First Generation Network. And the four of us really built it up to what it is now. We've been lucky to have uh, a couple of first-year students join us at Osgood this year. And when I made the shift to U of T, uh, we created a new executive of the U of T club. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really a grassroots initiative and seeing how it has uh, grown is, is incredible. Maybe I'll let Diana talk about some of the stuff we've done. Of course. So we had a launch of the First Generation uh, Network at Osgood earlier this academic year where we had um, one of the uh, partners from uh, McCarthy Tejero come and speak to us about her experience being a first generation student and how it's helped to shape her 
personal career journey. So that was great. And it was a great way for students to come out and see who we are and understand that we are up and running. So that was great. Um, we followed that up in January of 2017 with a phenomenal event hosted by Steichman Elliott, where we had uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Kara Kassanis come and give a keynote speech. And we had a phenomenal panel. Uh, students were very excited to have to come. Our, the event was oversubscribed and we were just so excited to see the phenomenal response that we we're getting, not just from the legal community, but from students in general. And at that event, we had students from the uh, University of Western, Ottawa Law, uh, and other schools come down to Toronto just to join us. So that was just overwhelming for us. And since then, um, as far as I know, there's been a chapter of the First Generation Network uh, set up at uh, Western as well. So we're excited to see that the, the group is expanding and, and doing some exciting things for the years to come. Let's jump right into talking a bit about some of the barriers or difficulties faced by first generation students when they choose to pursue a professional life and career. Sure. So maybe I'll I'll start with this, and and Brooke, you can jump in uh, if I've missed anything. Um, so there are there are a number of uh, challenges that a a first generation student faces. And one of the the major ones being a lack of a professional network that many of their peers will have, just by virtue of having uh, parents who've attended post secondary studies. So. When I came to law school, I know it was the same for Brooke, I really didn't know any lawyers. I had never met a lawyer. I didn't know uh, what they did necessarily. I had an idea. But the fact that I came into law school really not knowing any lawyers or knowing what it meant to be part of this profession was very intimidating, especially sitting in a classroom full of students who many of them knew many lawyers or uh, had parents who were lawyers and were very well connected within the industry. So that, that can be very intimidating in and of itself. There are a number of financial obstacles that often come with having parents who have who don't have higher levels of education just by virtue of, of not going to university or college. Uh, a lot of times these families earn less. And so it's it's difficult it's sorry difficult for students from first generation backgrounds to figure out how exactly they're going to finance their education. And that's often something that weighs heavily on first generation students. And just generally a sense of support. So while first generation students tend to have a lot of emotional support from their families, there tends to be this disconnect with their family truly understanding what it is that they're their children, their uh, brothers, sisters, um, friends are going through because there's not a whole lot for them to compare it to. Just understanding what it means to study on end for hours and that going to class and when class is over, that not being the end of your day, but instead the beginning, really. Just having those discussions tends to be difficult. And it's, it's something that first-generation students often struggle with, trying to find someone in their support system who truly understands and can sympathize with what it is that they're going through and know that, yes, I might be in law school, but sometimes I still kind of feel like an outsider because I don't necessarily know that there are others who can, who can kind of empathize with, with 
what I'm kind of going through at the moment. With these barriers and difficulties, uh, what are some things first-generation students can do to overcome those barriers? Or specifically, what did you both do um, to overcome any barriers that you've found um, throughout your law school career? So I think for me, the big one is finding each other. Um, I have worked so closely uh, with Diana and the two other uh, individuals that started this. Their names are Alex and Vince. Um, to get this off the ground and to really um, come together as a group. I mean, I know that I have learned so much from working with Diana on stuff. Um, she's one of the most driven, hardworking individuals I have ever met in my entire life. And so being able to have that sort of peer support network and be around other individuals that really want to uh, take our status as first-generation individuals and do all that we can with it um, and see how it can make us stronger rather than doing things in spite of it um, has, has really been the, the best part of integrating into law school for me. Um, without the other individuals that uh, I'm working on this with, I, I couldn't imagine my law school experience. This has been um, easily the, the defining part of it for me. So, um, yeah, I think just finding each other and deciding that, you know, we're, we're going to build this from nothing, um, has really been it. I still remember the first meeting that the, the first generation network ever had, and it was just the four of us sitting in a room in a library being like, okay, so we want to do this thing. Where do we start? What do we want to do? What do we want it to look like? And, uh, you know, that was just over a year ago. So seeing, what's happened between then and now um, has been really exciting. And uh, being around such an incredible team has just uh, pushed me to to go forward. For me, it's, um, it's partly been finding other students uh, who share similar experiences like Brooke, but also making sure that the people I'm surrounding myself with are not just focused on all of the things that are challenging for us as first generation students, but instead figuring out the the ways that we have strength in our experiences and finding ways to leverage that into doing well. So that's been very important for me. And also I think networking is huge and anybody who knows me knows that that's something that I advocate for all law students to do and especially first generation students. Uh, I think it's important for first generation students to get out there and start sending out emails, put yourself out there, try to meet lawyers uh, in, in industry and, and try to make sure that they know who you are, not just for the sake of uh, asking for a job or anything like that, but to make personal connections and to Find people who you can um, who can serve as your mentors, as your advocates, um, and just people who you genuinely connect with and can talk through things with. I think that's that's been huge for me. It's always been something um, that's been very important to me, and I think it's it's a big part of uh, finding your way through challenging times, whether it be at law school, personally, or whatever it happens to be. Just to add in on that, um, I think too, like that, uh, absolutely agree with what Diana said. And in my experience, um, lawyers have been really receptive um, to at least me reaching out or other students that I know of reaching out, um, especially when it's in the context of something like connecting over a first generation status and just wanting to connect with a lawyer, learn a little bit about more uh, about, 
a bit more about what they do on a day-to-day basis or any sort of questions uh, students have going into things like the interview process. Um, So that reception is fantastic. Um, And just to add to what I was saying earlier, I found that there's a lot of room to uh, use the unique perspective first-generation students bring into other areas. So I know for myself, um, I'm a huge fan of doing research, doing uh, a graduate degree prior to entering into law school. I really fell in love with that. And now I'm, uh, I'm using some of my research skills and some of my uh, experiences coming where I come from to look at a major criminal case and some of the assumptions that the Supreme Court based their decision on. And I'm starting a research project looking at the truthfulness of those assumptions. Um, and the entire thing is sort of based on what happens when you have a privileged set of individuals making decisions and their assumptions about the world around them don't actually ref- reflect reality. So when we're coming in and we're uh, you know, seeing their assumptions about the behavior of individuals, we might know from our experiences that they're wrong and there's, uh, there's room to do that. So it's, it's pretty great to see the extent to which the first generation status and our experiences can come in and bleed into different parts of opportunities that we can create. And both of you touched upon a little bit about mentorship. Is that something um, that the First Generation Network provides? uh, And sort of how would you approach uh, mentorship? Because we hear that a lot in law school, um, to find a mentor and uh, to find one mentor, or would you recommend finding more than one mentor? Um, sort of how, what is your take on mentorship in general? So I can I can start that off. Uh, the First Generation Network does absolutely have a mentorship component to it. Um, so when we first started off, that was something that we thought would be extremely important to us. We reached out to um, the big law firms in Toronto. We worked, reached out to the Ministry of the Attorney General's office and really anybody and everybody that we knew uh, in the legal community, asking them if they would be willing to serve as mentors to first-generation students. And overwhelmingly, the answer was yes. Uh, so we have a number of mentors who have volunteered um, and all of the members of our group who have showed any interest in having a mentor will be paired up with a mentor uh, mentor in the legal community. So that's something that is hugely important to us, and we want to make sure that it's um, it's definitely a staple of the first-generation network. Um, so we do that. And in terms of whether you should have one mentor, many mentors, I think it's important to have more than one mentor for sure, because you'll find that some things you'll be very confident and um able to speak with one mentor about, but you might not be able to speak with them about everything. So I think it's important to have many voices that you can kind of lean on and uh, discuss things with, but don't get overwhelmed. It doesn't mean that you need to have 50. Uh, (laughs) Quantity is not always better. I think it's important to find maybe two or three people who you genuinely connect with that you can have honest candid conversations with. I think that's important. I would absolutely agree. I think that um, if you can find more than one mentor, of course, as Diana mentioned, um, don't go overboard. But I think if you can find more than one person you connect with, um, and especially if you can connect with individuals for different parts of what you're looking for in a mentor, um, that's great. 
What other resources would you recommend that are available to help ensure the success of first-generation students? For myself, um, I'd love to see the mentorship program continue to grow. Um, I'd love to see more financial access to law school, um, especially at U of T, but at all law schools. The tuition is raised uh, close to 5% every single year. And uh, as the tuition rate keeps growing exponentially, I worry about those that don't have financial access and the their inability to, to simply pay it and be able to live, um, particularly in light of the job market not being what it once was upon graduation. It's definitely more of a risk, both from the financial cost of it and the, the potential payout uh, in coming into law school. So I'd love to see there be more financial resources. Um, I would love to see more social cohesion. We're definitely working on that. Um, but I would love to be able to reach out to students before they start law school, when they're still in their undergrad or when they're still in high school and they have questions and uh, connect them with us or connect them with individuals in the legal community um, and just continuing the, the professional initiatives. We had a really great uh, event a couple of weeks ago at Steichman Elliott with Justice Karakit Sanis, as Diana mentioned. Uh, and I would love to continue to have events like that to really keep up the motivation, keep up our connection with the legal community, and keep these conversations going. And just to add to that, I think there are things that students can do right now at their schools. So I think there are ways that students can definitely get connected with their um, their law schools, whether it be joining other student-run organizations on campus that they feel a personal connection to, uh, getting academic advising that is offered by law schools, um, doing firm tours uh, that a lot of times the career development offices at your law school will host and building relationships with other students that empathize with some of the challenges they face. And I think one of the things that's really important, especially to first generation students or other students who don't always have a support system who can empathize with what they're going through is making sure that they're taking care of their mental health. I think it's a vital part of being successful in law school and it can be a highly stressful environment. So it's important that students feel like they have a place where they belong. And so they, I feel like students should know uh, about their uh, mental health and awareness, uh, often clinics or other offices within their law schools that that offer them support in, in that respect as well. What are ways for some first-generation students to be involved with the network? Um, are there, I know some schools right now are trying to start up uh, a chapter here and uh, at their law school, uh, but what are there other ways for um, students to get involved? One of the first ways is become a member. Join, our, join the chapter at your school if there is one um, and contribute. If there isn't a first-generation network at your school, think about starting one. If it's something that you're truly passionate about, consider uh, reaching out to other students to see if there is interest and uh, if there are ways that uh, Brooke or myself or other students who have started first-generation networks at their, their respective law schools or part of the executive teams, if we can support you in any way, 
that would we're always open to that and we're always happy to have those conversations with you and beyond that um sending us suggestions and comments even if you're not necessarily a member if there isn't a, a first generation network at your particular school whatever it happens to be send us suggestions and comments if you see that there's something that we're doing um with one of our chapters that you are really excited about or something you wish we would do we're happy to hear your suggestions we're a very new group and so we want to make sure that we're serving this community as best that we possibly can so we're always excited to hear um, feedback from first generation students about ways we can better serve the community so if you have suggestions or if there's an event that we're putting on and maybe you're not from Osgood or U of T or whatever it happens to be, but if there's, if you hear about an event that we're hosting and you'd like to come, send us a note. I mean, we can't always say that there's definitely going to be capacity, um, but if there's any way that we can invite you along or whatever it happens to be, we're, we're happy to do that. Echoing what Diana said, send us your suggestions. Let us know what you want so we can try to make it happen. For our podcast listeners, I'll most definitely leave um, their contact information in the description box. And that way, if you have any suggestions or would even like to start a chapter at your own uh, school, you can reach out to them um, for details and uh, sort of uh, advice on how to get started. Uh, so I'll most definitely leave um, that in the description box for everyone to take a look at. What advice for uh, first-generation law students um, who are trying to identify a career path, uh, what type of advice would you give uh, to them? Um, so I would say don't be afraid to reach out to anybody. If you have questions or you see somebody in the legal community that's doing something really cool, um, don't be afraid to reach out and ask to talk to them. Um, a lot of people will, will receive you warmly, and on the off chance that they don't, not much has been lost. Um, use your school's career development office as much as you can. Um, they, they have some really great things going on and uh, a lot of the time they can help guide you. And my last piece of advice would be don't push it. A lot of things kind of just work out naturally. I know law students are, are usually pretty type A and they want to know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, what things are going to look like. But I would say embrace the mystery and uh, sometimes you just have to let things fall into place a little bit. Um, I think for me, one of the pieces of advice I would uh, give, not just to first generation students, but law students in general, is make sure you spend time figuring it out um, and figuring out what it is that you truly want to do. Um, there are a lot of pressures in law school to conform to what your colleagues are doing. And by nature, law students tend to be very competitive. So sometimes we might find ourselves competing for a prize that we never really wanted. So an example of that is often the OCI process. I see so many students who go out and compete and are trying to win jobs at one of the seven sister firms in Toronto or whatever it happens to be. And yes, they're amazing jobs and um, they're it's a great way to practice, but if you don't want to do corporate law, if that's never been your interest, if you want to do human rights law, maybe that's not what you should be doing. And you shouldn't feel the pressure to do something just so that others can see you in, as what they determine to be successful. You really need to spend time figuring out what success means to you as opposed to what you think it is to the, the larger community at your school. It's important that you understand that Whatever it is that 
you do has a lasting impact. If you take on a job that you don't want, you still have to live that life every day after you accept it. So make sure that you're true and honest to who you are and what it is that you want from your law school experience. And you're not just kind of um, slipping into to what can sometimes be a, a very competitive cycle at your school. I think that's that's something that is very, very important. Um, and I think students should think about. Thank you so much, Diane and Brooke, for taking the time to talk to us about the First Generation Network. I'm excited to see how quickly this network grows. I know there's a few new chapters starting up already in Ontario. And especially to our listeners out there, if you are interested in starting a chapter at your own law school, regardless if you're um, from the East or West Coast, be sure to send them an email. I'm sure they'll really appreciate it and they'll give you the appropriate information. That would be really cool. <laughs> that would be really cool, actually. Yeah, We're hoping absolutely. that eventually it'll it'll spread to most, if not all, of the Canadian law schools, and maybe one day we'll be able to hold like a, a national conference or something. <laughs> that would be pretty exciting. Yeah, so let us know if you're listening from the West Coast or from anywhere else. Uh, hit us up, and uh, we'll talk about making it happen. You've just been listening to the Law School Show. You can find all our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or at our website at thelawschoolshow.com. If you liked what you heard, like us again on Facebook and get the latest updates from The Law School Show. Career advancing advice, right to your earbuds. <laughs>